who in the world would care about this topic? Some academics might find this interesting, at least for a moment or two before moving on to something more worth their time. Activists would consider it important, but small in the grand scheme of things when, as of this recording, the United States federal government is basically on fire, which, okay, yeah, fair. Some might consider that phrase an outright oxymoron because aren't Asian women taught by their cultures to be obedient and serve their husbands and families at the expense of themselves, so they wouldn't exactly fit in with feminism. However, many people would probably just find the subject boring and a waste of time to devote a podcast to. So who is this even for? Well, for people who care about this topic and believe it is important. We believe that the perspective of Asian American women can greatly benefit the feminist movement, the Asian American community, and the U.S. as a whole, at the same time understanding that there are other important issues out there that deserve just as much attention. For people who are tired of being invisible and want to be heard, who deserve their concerns and issues to be heard as they intersect with so many other problems. For people like me. My name is Camille. I am a senior in college, a Filipina-American woman, and someone who cares a great, great deal. Since I was a little girl, I have loved to learn. This love has only grown since coming to college, where I could finally abandon the subjects that made school a nightmare for me, i.e. math and science. This has allowed me to focus my attention on subjects that matter to me and genuinely fills my life with excitement. And no, I do not care how nerdy that sentence sounds. However, since I became an adult under presidential administration that seemed intent on enabling the United States' worst addictions to the point of overdose, these subjects included sociology, politics, critical race theory, and intersectionality and feminism. This was especially true last semester when I built a class schedule that would give an intellectual poser like Tucker Carlson or Ben Shapiro enough material for an hour-long oxygen-wasting rant. I took classes such as feminist political theory, women's literature, and intersectionality and identity politics. During my classes, I loved learning about the history of the suffragist movement, reading about uh, books like Children of the New World by Asia Jabbar, and educating myself on Black feminism. However, after a while, I realized something was wrong. Or more accurately, something was missing. I felt connected to these subjects as a woman, but as an Asian American woman, I could not help but wonder, where are my people at? This question only grew as my classes began to discuss the second wave and women's liberation in movement sections of feminist history. Now, I am lucky that my teachers not only acknowledged, but discussed at length the exclusion of Black women from the feminist movement. Yet when it came to the feminists of other racial and ethnic minority groups, relatively less time was spent on them. Of course, we needed that time to explore the intricacies of Black feminism. If anything, those are the best parts of class. However, we cannot condemn the study of BIPOC feminists to a literal Black and white binary especially when we are just now improving on teaching Black women's perspective and feminism. Just as importantly, though, I believe if we are truly to look at issues from an intersectional lens, we have to understand that discrimination differs from different groups of BIPOC women, even those who technically fall under the same category. Everything came to a head, though, when my intersectionality identity politics class read the book Separate Roads to Feminism, Black, Chicana, White Feminist Movements in America's Second Wave by Benita Roth. This is an amazing book and one I highly recommend. 
especially if you want to read anything on Latina, specifically Mexican or Chicana feminists. However, after a while, I just felt frustrated. Finally, I found something that went in-depth on another ethnic and racial group of feminists. I even felt a personal connection to them as I am also a Latina woman due to my dad being Puerto Rican. Yet again, though, there was barely anything on Asian American feminists. After this, I immediately stopped. I knew there couldn't be nothing on Asian American feminists. That's just impossible due to the size of the population, especially since the second wave of feminism took place after the Immigration and Nationality Act of 1965, which opened the floodgates to thousands of Asian immigrants. Are you telling me not one of them either identified or could be labeled as a feminist? That doesn't even get into the Asian women who were already there. I refuse to believe that there weren't any Asian American feminists, organizations, or even political ideas worthy of discussion from both a logical, academic perspective and a personal one. Some of the strongest women and feminists I know come from my mother's side of the family, the Filipino side. Women who I want to emulate in my pursuit of personal and professional success and happiness. They imparted onto me values of hard work, kindness, empathy, community, and inner strength that I have always wanted to apply to my activism work. Especially my mom. The one person I've consistently wanted to emulate since I was a child. That's why last semester I approached my feminist political theory teacher, Dr. Lena Bracewell, and pitched to her an independent study on Asian American feminism, as I knew that if I was going to fill in the gaps my education left out, I was going to have to do it myself. I also knew that it was going to take time and energy to do the research required to answer the many questions I had building up inside of me, questions I knew other people had, but couldn't find an easy, digestible method to answer them in. That's why, despite my fear of public speaking and my lisp, which you probably already heard, I created this podcast, as the lack of public exposure on this topic is part of the problem in answering these questions. The questions I have are, what does it mean to be an Asian American feminist? What issues are important to them? Who are important groups, organizations, and people? Why is Asian American feminism important for the United States and the people within it? These are questions I hope to answer in this project. Of course, I am going to make mistakes. I am still a 21-year-old college student with a job, three other classes, and a social life. However, even if only three people ever listen to this series, including my mom, if I can inspire at least one of them to take the knowledge I have collected and do something, anything with it, that might mean more to me than any A I could ever receive for this study. By the end of this, I will hopefully have created an eight-episode miniseries that will air bi-weekly for the next 15 to 16 weeks, as long as procrastination doesn't kill this thing first. So, for the handful of you who might be listening, I hope you will come with me on this journey as I learn about this niche, but interesting and important subject. With all of that out of the way, welcome to my show, Asian American Feminist in Training. <laughs>